the guy that does the thing (laughs) man are there really any other jamaican podcasts really that are going because i had a podcast once we did one season then we record a second how about movies now yeah because there was there was late night party that was going on too for a minute and they stopped there's one with um jade janeem and ali matalan they were doing a podcast yeah ali matalan and and somebody was doing it and they fell off to after like a bit so i feel like it was like a, there was a podcast boom in the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then after yeah, that, well, everybody's yeah. like, "All right, we, we didn't really, do, we no. just did this for a moment." And I always miss watching. Thank you. Oh, this thing cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say I got cookies, but it's lotus cookies. <laughs> so that I, I'm so glad we got that reaction to the cookies <laughs> on the mic. Oh, the whole thing was recorded. Well, the la- yeah, the last five minutes and uh, oh, thirty-nine great. seconds. <laughs> um, I heard nice. some talk about Harborview, so that sounds relevant. But I don't know about the rest of it, so I'll see you later in the edit. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Mandem. You haven't heard nice from me <laughs> in the last five minutes of the show. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, is my co-host. It's me, Bam. How you doing, Bam? I'm chill, man. Good to see you today. Mm-hmm. And uh, with us, joining I'm us a, today... I'm a hazelnut macadamia no Ooh. Hazelnut is just the best Fricks. thing to add oh, yeah. to a caffeinated beverage. Mm-hmm. Anybody who says otherwise, my wife, right. is oh. wrong. Right, right. Stranger <laughs> never said it to her face. <laughs> I will. I say it to her face all the time. Okay. She doesn't like hazelnut. She doesn't like caramel. You know she doesn't listen to the show, so you can <laughs> talk Exactly. I can say anything want. I want. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Safe space. Safe space, mm-hmm. exactly. It's the movie Mandem. That's what it's That's for. Right. Um, wow. Joining us... Only bros. <laughs> Never get up on the show ever. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> except except like every other episode. Except for like the seventy percent of seventy percent of the episode is like not only just us in you know inviting women onto the show, but just handing over the reins to them, yeah, saying you like, do it while yeah. we just relax. Yeah. Nice. Um, joining us is a fellow movie man. Dem. Um, he is our special guest this week because this episode is all about him. We're gonna do an in-depth interview with him today. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, I am Randall Richards, but most people call me Randy. Some people call me Randy Randy, That's and true. I'm. Here today to chat about some films. Yeah. Chat about some films. Hello, Randy. You're Randy. In fact, saved in my phone as Randy. Randy. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Yeah. How, how, if that's bam, all right. Mm-hmm. So the the first 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 uh, question of this interview. Yep. How did Randy Randy come about? Oh, funny story. Is it so, really great, um, dude? Ah, yeah, what's up? Ah, man. Why am I forgetting her name? I hate. So I have a terrible thing with names. Sure. Um. Uh, why would I describe her? Mm. She was married. She got divorced. She moved to overseas with one of our friends. Uh-huh. She's she's uh, Indianish mixed. Uh-huh. She made a film about me. Uh-huh. Um, it was for her school, and she made a film, and she got a film of all of her friends going Randy Randy, <laughs> and she literally did this move with your hands <laughs> and your like nipples, this, and she did like this thing. Right. Fast forward, or maybe it was before. My girlfriend at the time, Monique, who was at SCAD. She yeah. and her friends, every time they'd video call me, because she went to China for school at the sure. time, she would call me and they would go, Randy, Randy. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a separate, two separate incidents. Sure. And they both did the same thing. And mm. ever since then, yeah. that was in 2010, 11. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Randy, Randy. That's, that's actually, that's a good story for the first uh, question that we had. Okay, um, nice. But we're, we're not here to just talk about your, your nickname history. Um, because you, uh, you're a professional cinematographer. 
mm-hmm. living here amongst us in the good old JA. Mm-hmm. Good old. Um, how how does that work? Because when you go to school, mm-hmm. you point the camera upon things. <laughs> like when you're when you're in high school in Jamaica, they don't really encourage you to go into filmmaking, no, much less don't. you know pick up a camera and shoot things. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into cinematography as a career? Ah, that's very it's a good question. So. I think I fall into the, the cliche bucket of the parent who's a teacher mm. who doesn't want you to do art because my mom, she was a teacher classic story. Classic for many years, classic story, and she, she was a business teacher. She taught POB, office administration, and eventually she did IT. She taught IT. So growing up in school, it was more about that. And I didn't know her past or probably remember much of it since it was when I was a child. She actually <laughs> made her own clothes. She designed stuff. She was very creative. She used to draw. So I've, I realized as I got older that I've always had an interest in the arts. You also had despite. creativity just in your blood, man. Yeah, it, it was, was in just, my blood. Yeah. So my dad, like, for example, my dad, I got into photography first. My dad, when I was younger, he's the more techie kind of guy. So that's how I ended up in IT. Right. So when he'd go, we, we didn't live together normal Jamaican family um, and he he every time he'd come to visit he'd bring a camera and of course we're kids me and my sister we're like nah we need something because you're not yeah. here so we're taking this I would forcefully take these cameras from right yeah. that, that, that was comes, your trauma response so the first one yeah so the first one was a Fuji mm-hmm. and then the second one was a Sony cyber shot okay. and the first one was one of those Fujis the little flip out both the Japanese as fuck that was like yeah 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 the Sony cyber shot was my favorite because that could be like super panoramic kind of mm-hmm. like how the iPhones do it mm-hmm. it could do that in camera so that was amazing mm. so i've been shooting pictures and just doing that over time over time went to college did an it degree um did did not do arts at cxc because mom did not want me Brandon, to if that. i may break it on psychological for a minute it sounds like um you're longing for being with your father adopted you hey man hey man i love my dad Let, let's not go there no no no, <laughs> no, 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 no that's, that's what i'm saying, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah but yeah so so it was have like, you seen uh, the fablemans by the way the fablemans i've not seen the fablemans okay you should okay. check it out yeah oh yeah. Was that the one with um what's his Steve, name? Stevie Spielberg. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. and it was about his life. Growing yeah, up. his life. Yeah, and, it's on to watch list. Yeah, it's just because he he he's, he had an artistic mother and a very uh, sciencey dad. dad yeah. Oh wow, so, wow! Yeah, you might you might find some things some in there. Some artists there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, yeah. So pretty much, I think. Not to put too much pressure on you, but now no. we're gonna title this episode uh, an interview with what's your last name? Richards. Okay, an interview with Randall Richards, the Jamaican Steven Spielberg. <laughs> we're, um, we're I, mean, put that there. I claim it. Words on power. That's yeah. what my dad would always okay. say. So okay. I claim yeah. it. I mean, uh, you know, nobody can trash me. There we go. Um, so yeah. So I guess from there. The main thing that kind of pushed me more and more into cinematography, I would say, and I'm trying to kind of be succinct because I don't know. I see a podcast is like two hours and sometimes 40 <laughs> minutes. So I'm going to try to be it's succinct. It's whatever, bro. But um, <laughs> I, 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 after school, I well, before I finished in 2010, I entered a competition with Smirnoff and Red Stripe. It was a photography competition. Mm-hmm. So I was well into photography. So I won that competition, got an internship for two years, got prize package, money, camera, all that kind of stuff. So I worked with them as their uh, social media photographer okay. doing that. This for, is Smirnoff. Yeah, that's a Smirnoff. So that mm. was in 2010 before I finished school. Then into t- after I finished school after 2010, 2011, I continued doing that for another year, you know, work with their <laughs> agency that was doing that. And that was at the the I guess the birth of social media in, in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the corporate companies were trying to create pages on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. trying to get their followings up and taking pictures and parties was need the likes. Twenty twelve or so. Yeah, man. Yeah. Facebook. As when people like locally started to use WhatsApp and Facebook, yeah. and, and and that was a, a very thumbs up on this. Yes, that was a di- digital transformation point for Jamaica specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and pokes were all the thing on. Yeah, Facebook. yeah. You were poking crazy. all over the place. Poking yeah. all over the place. But um, so afterwards, I, I think. 
to, and to fast forward is what, what really happened was that, you know, of course, the cost of technology kept going down. You know, cameras were ubiquitous. Yeah. Everybody have a camera. You know, corporate just does wants a good enough picture. And also, right. the That's iPhone it. was at that point getting better with Reasonably. you know their cameras, yeah. and and it was like, okay, you don't need to have a camera and a cell phone in your backpack. Mm-hmm. You just no. needed the iPhone. But it is far 100%. more impressive to pull up with an actual camera. Yes, yeah, it's it's always it's just like, more. oh, you got that phone? Ha! Look at this DSLR with yeah. these three lenses. Yeah, on top I, I, of each I trust other. any nigga with a giant lens. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. it's a, a weird dick measuring contest, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's it works. A lot, it yeah. is, but it's um, literal though because it is the length of the lens is what I say. Oh, <laughs> you got some skills there. Right. No, no, I don't say that. I'm, I'm like this nigga invested money. He must be about this. Like, <laughs> He's yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so from there, I think I kind of got tired of photography because I was shooting for multiple brands across the con- company. Um, you know, and then I started doing a little bit of video, and I got just got tired of just. Pictures, pictures, event, pictures mm-hmm. all the time. And it's the costs were going down. Of course, the com- barriers to entry were becoming lower. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I need to switch up to something else that pays me a little bit more, yeah. is a bit more challenging, has right. more barriers to entry. And uh, so I kind of ended up in video. And then clients were demanding it more. Video is becoming the new thing, mm-hmm. like almost the new thing. And everybody wants to get into video. So I got in a little bit early. Yeah. And since then, you know, corporate video, wedding video, da da da, advertisement. You need a cool vine, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all of that stuff. So, so that's kind of how I got into cinematography. I, I, and being a photographer first was almost like a natural segue because yeah. you're as a cinematographer, that's all you're about. The lighting, the composition. Sure, you're going to talk about blocking image, movements, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it comes from that foundation, just finding a way to tell a story with an image using subtext and, and all the artistic stuff that you need. Young mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick over here, guys. Mm. We're just gonna it. we're just gonna throw all the greatest directors yeah, just yeah. on his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta live up to those. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> yeah, You're like Jamaica Steven Spielberg in bracket only the parents should know. No, that's a that's a very um, fascinating story, and I feel like um, it it is it mirrors a lot of stories that I've heard from people that are in the creative space where they they go to school for something quote unquote official. You know, mm-hmm. something that will that their parents yeah. will pay for because right. they say, "Hey, okay, I paid for my own degree." <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but like they'll do they'll do the safe option, and then while they're at university, they might get a job here and there. And the worst thing to happen for somebody who is getting a degree, if you get a little bit of money for something creative, mm-hmm. your mind is just like, "That's it, that's I'm it. doing that's that." This is my life now. Yeah, I'll finish Why? a degree for sure, mm-hmm. but this is what I'm doing. One hundred percent, exactly what happened. Yeah, thought yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah, and then going from that to social social media is like that that good kind of safe inroad to creativity because you're you're doing something where you can get paid and you are expressing yourself creatively. But at a certain point, it does feel stifling because it's like you're telling a brand story and you're a creative person. You want to tell a story of your own. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw it to Bam. Sure. Do you have a, do you have a sp- questions in mind? Because I was Randy, thinking we could like. No, I just, I just noticed Nick. He's going to hang out. Oh, he doesn't try. Okay. Eventually, a, story, a questioner story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. No, that's, that's cool. That's, that's, that's how I'm with it. Okay. Yeah. I know you, I what, you do have your um your questionnaire. That's that my, yeah. That's we my got that for the end. That's, that's the end, big yeah, finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, be prepared for that. I'm, be intimidated. Um, I'm as prepared as I can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is our first guest who brought up a laptop in front of them. Wow. Yeah. What Are you playing League of Legends while we're recording? You know, man, I wish I was. What's on the Supreme Sticker laptop there, Randy? You know, so I have a, a, a movie man them interview notes open. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Because I like, I like, no, well, I didn't make any notes over here. And I also have chat GPT on the side. Okay. So are we chat GPT lovers here or not? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care for AI in general. But so, yeah, I, I, well, 
I care for AI because that was part of my final year project. Okay. Um, so I used it to do some amount of research. And then I asked, you know, specific questions, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it helped me with a long number of things. And so far, it was actually right because I cross-referenced a lot of the things I asked it. And it seemed right. So it's, it's, it's good so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about chat GPT, but mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a visual um, creative person. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the use of AI-generated imagery in, in, in films? Scripts. AI generated imagery in film. So funnily, so so just yesterday, my virgin Adrian, Adrian Curry sent mm-hmm. me a video of um, this tutorial video of a guy using AI generated images in his uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. And what he did is shoot shot like a vertical video, and then he expanded the canvas and then used Photoshop to generate images around that. It's all shot locked down on tripod and mm-hmm. use it to you know still image or whatever. So what he did, what I liked about it was that. My first thought was like, wow, if I'm doing something small or simple that I really don't want to, like, say, a proof of concept or say, I, I want to get an idea out quick, I can use this to kind of create a proof of concept for something I need to do. Mm-hmm. Or if I have a client that doesn't necessarily have a budget for to hire a matte painting artist, to hire mm-hmm. this, to hire that, I can use this because, as you saw with photography we talked about earlier, where the barriers were getting lower, this is moving some of the barriers down. Sure, it's changing the way the art is do, being done. Mm-hmm. and which every, Rapidly. With, yeah, rapidly. <laughs> and, and, and with each generation of transition, you're going to have people who get left behind, people who adapt and move on. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard for us to kind of look at it and say, boy, it's going to be a good thing or it's going to be the worst thing ever um, because we're in this sort of new paradigm. So I think yeah. the questions, Here, here's the my, answers are not here's there Here's my issue with AI like, mm-hmm. ethically. Mm-hmm. Um, so to do art, generally speaking, one needed talent, right? And that's how it's been since time immemorial. The thing with AI now is, why I think it's growing so rapidly, so quickly, is because a new sector of humanity has just entered it. And that is non-creative business types now get the sensation of creation. Mm-hmm. And that thing they have never been able to like really get. Now they have gotten it. So now they're thinking like, aha, me too. I get to, I get to come on this. I Fair. get to create a thing now. But the problem is, like, generally speaking, artistic people are comfortable <laughs> in, in, mm. in, in that lane. And this new thing, business bros are now going to kind of, in a in a vulturish, predatorial way, are like, mm. this needs to be the only art. No, the art I can do, it needs to be the only art. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to push out everybody else yeah. in, 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 the, in their journey of trying to get AI. Can, that, can, that can, you, can you localize that metaphor a bit? You said vultures. Can you just say, say it again, but say it like John Canoeish? John Canoeish? Oh, yeah, oh. John Canoeish. <laughs> John Canoeish? John Canoeish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. With, I mean, Bam and I have similar ideas on, on when it comes to when they use AI for mm-hmm. things like this because I appreciate what you're saying because I do think, yes... AI, it's, a, it's, it's a good tool for artists, exactly. But it's a weapon for non-artists. Exactly. Yes, I agree. Right, I agree. and and it's and and it's funny because Oppenheimer is coming out in a few days. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's that I'm whole thing it. about you know this this great achievement and it being misused by the people that use it. Um, because like I I um I just started watching the Secret Invasion, the Marvel show, mm-hmm. and the intro for that is AI garbage AI journey. Yeah, and it kind of it it it's. It makes sense for the show because the show is all about, you know, things seeming real and... and, and I think trying to be human. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Here's the thing. 
you could hire an artist yeah, <laughs> yeah to yeah, go yeah. create mm. create yeah. me a thing I, you think a robot would make right and and so like I, I appreciated it on that level so I gave it kind of a pass for that but it is kind of ugly it's not really you know enjoyable it to is watch it's ugly and it's also like Marvel do like paying them people as That's is the, yeah, so yeah. now yeah. that you've cr- you've found this new system do yeah this tool is right. really enabling people to as I said the, the, the business bros to kind of yeah. skirt paying real artists right. but I think there's and, and, and they're going to find a way to like lock out everybody else yeah, yeah. By, and by unfortunately owning the business we're in a very early stage place for AI imagery and AI generated art mm-hmm. and I think there's more questions and answers right now yeah. because we just don't know in one hand we can say are ethically it's sourcing from all these artists it actually has to study from that's them. the other thing right because they, they they take from all of these resources so off the internet yeah you know and it's but like, I have a question for that okay my question is sure the if uh, the ai takes re, you know references everything you know bam mm-hmm. damian this and pulls together a Damian person <laughs> and that's the new thing sure, um sure, sure. In the past, da, da. And we should get an AI generated Bamian to be the Bamian. third co host. We, we can't get a, a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There was a podcast Bamian. I listened to that did that for one of their old co hosts. It actually worked pretty well. Oh, no, darn that's, well. that is kind of. Mm, was, I don't know how I feel about that. No, they that. did it only it's as nice an experiment creepy. to prove the point, and then they deleted it. But that's off. the thing. You would mm-hmm. do the experiment to prove the point, and then once you've proven the point, it's like Jurassic Park. You yeah. you, you, mm-hmm. you thought so. Uh, what's the, what is the fucking line? I always mess it up. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> You were so concerned with could you, you did not. You realize you shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whether or not you could, you didn't stop to think about if you should. Yeah. yeah. You know, like once you have opened Pandora's box, it's out it's, there. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's doing that now. Right. So mm. my question is like, in the past, um, how, if you look at it from a human perspective, we go to school, we study, one of the things a teacher in film is, all right, reference the greats, reference the greats. You know, if you're not referencing the greats, then who are you? You're yeah, not great artists steal. Great yeah. artists steal, yeah. you know. So, so, so that's something that is ingrained in us as artists when we're creating and we're growing. Now we come to the space, we have this robot. It's one big robot that's mm-hmm. now doing some ways some of the same things that we're trained to do, but much faster, much mm. better, more instant. Not but better. So not you're better. saying art in, in and of itself is derivative. Yes, art and, is and derivative. And therefore, mm-hmm. AI being a, a model that that derives. is derivative and derives from existing art is not mm-hmm. inherently a bad thing. Okay, no, I can yes, that. I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, but yeah. I think the impact from its use can be a bad thing. Right. So that's what we need to kind of figure out how to do. But it's moving too fast for us to be able to try to hold the reins on it. Yeah. But it happens with everything, industrialized yeah. everything. Right. So right now we're just Here's, in that space. Here, yeah, but uh, like mm. I, I can, but I can. Me as a person who's never used it mm-hmm. can see very clearly how this can go wrong mm-hmm. very quickly. And my like only solace is is that like America seems all gung ho about it. America and the Western world seem all gung ho about it. Mm-hmm. European people, thank goodness for those whites, are smart <laughs> enough to be like, guys, yo, um, a phrase this never sh- said on this podcast, never ever. <laughs> Are like, mm, this seems a uh, real fucking sus, bro. And they're like putting in a bunch of uh, uh, like um uh, legislation legislations to like make sure it doesn't come out. So if they do it and like say Apple or Google want to use it, if they want to use it in a European region, the Europeans like, well, you have to abide by our rules or else yeah. you cannot use it here, and that's gonna fuck them immediately. So so they yeah. kind of have to like curtail to them. And then what I also hope is like. When that Drake weekend fake song yeah. came out, man, them niggas got sued immediately. He was and pissed. yeah, them niggas got sued immediately for doing that. Song was and banging what up. I it was. Ho- what I hope is all industries like mm. in one fall swoop sue this shit into oblivion. Yeah. yeah. And just like get rid of this immediately because yeah. before it comes out. 
Also, um, but look uh, at Grimes, for example. Grimes opened up and allowed yes, people yes, to use yes, her voice yes. to do stuff. So yeah. it's like, yeah, but it's she, 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 she's not a woman known for making good decisions. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but uh, also, you guys have have you seen the new season of Black Mirror? I've no, watched two it. episodes so far. I haven't watched all. Like you watched the first episode, yeah, right? You, yeah. So, so that whole episode is uh, Selma Hayek has given her likeness over oh, to a streaming giant, okay. right? Streamberry so is is the the version of Netflix in okay. Black Mirror. So it's yeah. Netflix making fun of itself. It's a very meta season. The first two episodes it's, have been it yeah. making fun of itself. I think it. Mm. I think it's it's a it's an uneven season. Um, mm-hmm. I think like. It, it it starts off really strong. Mm. The middle um, episodes kind of fault, well, the middle episode kind of falters for me, and then when it goes to the back end, it goes into some new territory for Black Mirror that I was very much with, but it didn't exactly feel like mm-hmm. Black Mirror as I knew it. Mm. But it was still you know quality television. Okay. Um, that's my review of Black Mirror season sure. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that first episode, it's like Selma Hayek has given her likeness over to the streaming giant, and they can just generate episodes mm-hmm. of anything uh, right. anything right. right and it's like kind of what bruce willis accidentally was trying to do <laughs> yeah kind of like that yeah. um but like it's on mike randy a phone, <laughs> oh man a dude, phone randy dude, you know I'm there's so no phone. you know there's no phones on set bro you know this <laughs> oh man i turned it off you should just, know this it's off now <laughs> yeah um but it's like then uh, you know there's that idea of okay you give away your likeness and then what's gonna happen yeah. to the, when you when cannot complain when they do when they do something it. you know and it's mm-hmm. like oh they'll have this this wall of legislation this contract that's that basically in Indemnifies them to do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have things like uh, the John Lennon is is apparently going to be used in a new song. Uh, Paul McCartney is going to be uh, re- remixing some old stuff okay. with some AI stuff to make a new Beatles song. Okay. Um, and even today, like I, I I appreciate when it's used in comedy mm-hmm. because I saw today <laughs> there was a, a Homer and Marge Simpson doing "Love the Way You Lie" <laughs> by Rihanna and Eminem. <laughs> Fucking hilarious! I love that. Um, but in yeah, here's the problem with doing bits. Yeah, <laughs> people will not realize you're doing a bit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing; it's gotten to the point where it's too seamless, and it, yeah. it, it it's digital trickery. And you know, film is about creating illusions and all that, and yeah. I understand that. Um, but I think there's definitely some ethical concerns, and I think we're seeing too many things being put out like publicly from corporations that don't seem to pass that ethics test yeah, for again, me. Again, I yes. hope this shit A, get sued into oblivion by mm-hmm. like every industry ever. Yeah. And B, But it's the industry giants that are doing it. So they're, they're no, no, like, wait, how do you wait, sue? Wait, wait, wait till they cross, a, wait till somebody accidentally crosses a path. Yeah. No, I feel that does, You mean that when they, when they put know, Tom Cruise up there and yes. he's just like, no, no, no. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, I appreciate your position. We have the power it, of man. Scientology behind us. My guy, my guy. No, I appreciate your position and I think your people like you are needed to make sure that we reign in the people that bam were needed so yeah so i understand and i and i respect that and and then people like me know who look at it as an opportunity to do because i get that artist see it as a great tool i absolutely get but 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 you are not concerned about the six foot niggas falling behind yeah yeah (laughs) so i get it i get it so if there's a way for us to have it exist in a way that allows it to not have those ethical concerns yeah. or at least make sure that people are paid. And that's going to be a whole... But that's I, a, that's I, I, a, I think it is a nuclear situation. Yeah, where like, yeah. Disney, you actually should not have this. Yeah. <laughs> you actually should I, not I, turn this button on. I think so as well, but I think mm-hmm. it's already been opened. So, you know, yeah. we'll pass that point. But I yeah. think, like, when, you, when I see things like the writer's strike, and I see the the stuff about um, the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Uni- um, um, what uh, is holding them up is the AI shit right now. Right. Because companies mm-hmm. really want to use the AI shit and writers 
see the writing on the wall right. and they're like um no we know mm-hmm. the fuck you about to do yeah, if no. you get this AI and, shit and, and, but and, and they, that is what's holding it up but the actors are also threatening to. to do the same thing they haven't mm-hmm. like fully pushed the button on them striking but, but it's, not, it's not far ahead it's not, it's not far off so I think we're, we're seeing where Al Pacino in that movie Simone told us yes in like bro, 1998 Simone bro. was like <laughs> a prophetic <laughs> film yep. nobody we need to do an episode on it's Simone, Simone it, it makes the most sense right now for the climate we're in yeah. um, but the, the, the thing that that really pushed me over the edge with it was when I you have you seen the flash no i haven't watched it it's terrible it's terrible everybody <laughs> says that so i, I no didn't bother to. but it's just the like the 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 use i've of seen it purely on twitter clips yeah no oh, wow <laughs> the use of cgi and and you know the ai generated imagery of of um cuz you've seen it a lot with um uh, actors where they've had like a ton of screen history and you have all of this footage you can use to kind of create this digital recreation of the person. Yeah. Um, but then when they did it in The Flash, there's like a, a lot of people who are no longer living, mm-hmm. who like uh, have no family to speak of, who, oh, who that's could, who could really was. approve on, on the use of the imagery. So it's kind of just like, well, nobody's and saying we can't. actors so who were on record of not being cool with any like duplication that's of their image, it was. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, you know... They're they're at a point where well there's no rule say there's nothing in the rule book that says we, we can't, can't. Yeah. so let's just do it no. and it's yeah, so you got Airboat no, out there just like <laughs> Duncan and everybody were like I, I don't mean, think this dog should listen. be playing <laughs> but the scoreboard is lighting up and you got yeah it. yeah and and then people who have worked their entire lives to be on the basketball court have yeah. to go home and say mom I got beat by that a dog, fucking dog, golden yeah. retriever yeah. 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 So, <laughs> Airboat episode incoming that's right that's for real yeah that's I think like you should put in like a hard and fast worldwide legislation almost mm-hmm. just to be like okay let's you should go to the un and say hey stop I'm, I'm not even fucking joking yeah, yeah. what no. should be like okay fine if you want if if the prandora's box is open and ar art is fine okay you cannot copyright this in any way whatsoever mm-hmm. because art or any image whatsoever has to be created by a human to be considered copyright mm-hmm. right so fine make you know all who, the dumb you know, shit you want yeah but as it's you put up that ar not copyrightable you cannot yeah, you know fucking what, dollar after that. currently i'm and okay that with would, that, that yeah, would, that yeah would, that i'm would, okay with that i'd be fine with that so yeah. make all the fuck shit you want you cannot yeah. do not get a fucking dollar yeah, yeah exactly you know who who secured that copyright law was that fucking monkey that's oh, right, that's yeah, the, the monkey, the monkey, the monkey. Yeah. That's the monkey, what the picture exactly. Exactly. The monkey, yeah. The monkey took, took a selfie, yeah. and yeah. they could not sell it. They were they like, nigga. It because it was a human that took that's it. That's right. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. yo, yeah. big up Caesar. Big up Caesar. Anyway, you're there. Big up my nigga Abe. Rise of the motherfucking apes. That's right. Them apes been on... Save our asses. Yeah. I want to... Uh, I I wanted to ask you, uh, Raniel, I'll segue this into back into questioning you on this interview. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to... This, this has been kind of a, a packed year. Um, in terms of the blockbuster space, um, what were some of the what are the movies that when you watched when you were younger that were just like this inspired you or this was the stuff that you latched on to? Oh man, such a good question. You know, I'd profess this by saying that I feel like in no ways I'm a movie buff. I don't mm. consider myself a movie buff. Like That's but I'm fine. here who has like all of it. Um, I feel like I watch movies as they come to me. It's a lot of serendipity involved in watching movies. Oh, so you watch the movie Serendipity? Yeah, Sandra Bullock Serendipity. No, I did not watch it. My mother probably watched it, it was, but I don't remember watching it. Sandra that Bullock, Joan, uh, Joan, Joan Cusack. Wow. <laughs> wow. Very progressive. Joan, Joan, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. <laughs> yep. Joan Cusack um, no, character. I remember so, some of the films I remember when I was younger. Like, I remember one of the first or earlier films that I watched that left a mark on me was actually Punch Drunk Love. Nice. With Adam nice. Sand. That's one of my favorite movies of 
all time. That's a good and one, man. Yeah, and it, it, it left, I think, at that time in my young youth, living in St. Catherine. I don't know, I, TV, we get TV, we have computer, and I don't know, I just fell in love with all the characters on screen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's this, my life wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the greatest at the time. Okay. So I felt like filming away and TV away was a way for me to escape. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, in, in, in some ways, when I watched Adam's character in the show, maybe in some ways I identified with him in my own youthful way. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like just the way. So in my life, I found that the love has been a theme within mm-hmm. my own personal stories and even some of the stories that I'm writing right now. It's a lot of love and a lot of women um, characters that I'm writing stories mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Um, so uh, that movie is one. Um, of what's, course. What's, what's your uncut gem stick? Sorry? What's your uncut gem stick? My, uh, you know what, man? I love this performance in Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I think that's one of his best as performances. As a cinematographer, the cinematographer, give me your take as a cinematographer for Uncut Gems. Hmm. It was, when I think about Uncut Gems, because I was watching The Bear, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I watched season one, I haven't watched season two as yet, I felt like there is some similarity in it. I think The Bear is much more fast, the pace much more loose with his cuts. Wow. Um, I haven't seen any Faster of The Bear. The Uncut Gems? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, crazy. Okay. Bear is frenetic, but they okay. find some way to make sure that the story, like the first yeah. episode in, all the characters, all seven, eight of them are established very well and distinctively, yeah. and you know who's who just through camera and dialogue. Okay. It's I mean, very it, so good. It, it captures the nature of a, a kitchen then. Yes, it yeah. does. Very, 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 yeah. very good. And so, so with Uncut Gems, I felt like you know, the beer kind of took some of that style from it. Mm. Um, and I feel so, like... So Uncut James is like cocaine and the beer is like ketamine? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> literally. Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so I love the cinematography there. I love the camera. I love a lot of the tight shots. I love how they focused on him in the early parts of the show to establish who he was, right. the kind of person he is, the spaces he moves in and the risks he takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer, if you, if you love Uncut James, I feel like you love the bear. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely. am this close to the bear being completely spoiled for me because yes. I, people have just been talking Talk nonstop about it. you need to watch it. I, I know. It. I'm, I'm going it, to, it's like on my, I'll watch, what was, what was the thing you told me to watch earlier? Or uh, Brightburn. Brightburn, Brightburn yeah. and the bear. That'll be my yeah. projects for July. And they're two different paced films. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Series yeah. Was a film, but yeah. No country for all men. No country for all men. Yeah. I love These are all cinematography film. questions. Yeah, no, I loved, I loved that film also. Um, who was the cinematographer for that? Roger Deakins, my guy. Roger Deakins. Oh, that's probably. Uh, I'm not gonna say that's why I love it, but all right. So I love I love Roger Deakins' <laughs> work because it reminds me in some ways of my own work when I started in photography. Mm-hmm. Roger, when he lights, he lights for the story, mm-hmm. and right. he does light a lot of. He does a light stylistically a lot. He's yeah. very realistic in the way you yeah. know he uses a lot of the, the cove lighting to kind of light his scene around yeah. his subject. I, I, I just think of like beautiful landscapes. When be- I think of, yeah. yeah. So 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 so. When I feel like No Country for Omen is one of those films that the light, the, the lighting and the cinematography is subtle. It's it, it's subtext and it tells the story. Right. It's not trying to be something else. Like for example, if you watch um, what's on with Killian Murphy, the series that we watch um, Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. In Peaky Blinders, complete opposite. I feel like the camera played its own character mm-hmm. and it had a story to tell in certain points when, especially for Killian's character, when he was at certain points in yes, the story. Yeah, absolutely. It, the camera yeah. was very... Mm-hmm. And that's only season one and two. Yeah. Season three and four, when they started changing the directors, mm-hmm. they really <laughs> like it. Yeah. But, but they kind of try to just work with it a okay. little bit. Yeah. So I feel like in a similar way... Can I say, are you, are you mm-hmm. like, are you full... Are you a big Peaky Blinders fan like all the way to the most recent season? Uh, I didn't love all the season, but I watched all of them. Okay. Yeah, so I love Peaky Blinders. Can I, uh, um, I want you to go back to what you're talking about, but before yeah. I lose the thread, I have a theory about Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Remember that that scene at the end of the second season mm-hmm. where he's in the ditch yeah. and, and they have the, the gun on him? Mm. I feel like he he died I knew, I knew he was right there. 
and everything after that has just been a dream? his 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 like dream sequence as he is dying because yeah. the show got really, really weird after that. It got it did get really weird, right? They're getting into like gypsy magic and and cursed items, yeah, and 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 he's he's become like basically the the lord of britain yeah you know, like the, not not just like oh legitimate business but also minister of parliament and has uh winston like it just yeah. it's very outlandish the way the show has got i still enjoy it for yeah. the ride that it's on and i appreciate like him you know doing this little thinking thing to mm. just outsmart everybody but the first two were just like bare bones you know gritty yeah so i i always sit in my head I'll take the first two seasons as this is what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Everything after that is just and a nice little fantasy. A silly one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, uh, and that's why I was talking about the director. Right. I th- after those first two seasons, I think the director is larger because the directors would bounce around episode to episode and it's the same too, I think. After season two, a lot changed and I felt like, because I was going, I was like, why does season three just not feel as good? Mm-hmm. So I was like, who's a DP and who's a director? And, and he was the director, I think, and or the DP was someone who was kind of new to that season either new to um, episodic work or new to the series in a large way that his work him trying to do a lot of the like speed or camera moves and Mm -hmm, all of that stuff mm -hmm. and it just did not work for the show so I feel like also, why I don't think it would be a dream because that's such a played out trope. No, I know. No, I don't think videos. it's actually going to yeah, be a but dream. Just a, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's, you ever it's seen, just um, the work. Bradley Cooper's Limitless. Um, Limitless. Yes, yeah. I did a long time ago. Okay, yeah. like in watching that was one of the first times I'm like, this cinematographer has gone out of fucking control. Yes, because he's did. trying every single yeah, camera trick I available. I feel like he was just <laughs> trying <laughs> all the tricks. This was his moment. It's like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. No, he's bro. He's making like a scissor reel. Don't one project. This is not your scissor reel. Sure. So I didn't. I didn't really like that. But uh, it's because of Killian's performance. I stuck with the series. Did you watch Boardwalk Empire? I haven't lost my pain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire is is just not. I don't think it compares at all. Mm. But after season, I think I'm, I'm at season three. I stopped for like because HBO switched up its whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I. I yeah, did so, do you mean Max now? Yeah, Max. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I I like Boardwalk Empire. But I think they're just the story's too slow. I think they take too long to build the character. I, I, I made the mistake of watching Sopranos first, and now yeah. I cannot enjoy any other HBO show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it. Uh, I I very much like it because you just get to watch Steve Buscemi like act. Yeah, but if it's just but up. if it's just for Steve Buscemi, bro, come on, it's not really a whole show. No, I, I get yeah, that, I l- and I love Steve. But but yeah. it's 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 I, it, it is a, a slower show. I remember falling mm. off in it when I first watched it. I just yeah. recently did a rewatch of it, and it, it's. It's very satisfying from beginning yeah. to end. It picked up at season three. Yeah. Season three is where season one and two were the marathon for me. Right. And I stuck through it and I watched it much slower exactly. than I did. It is one of but those shows that... three, it definitely started Because the characters kind of come into their own and yeah. they get the, the, you, you know them so well now that you're seeing the interesting things that but they're doing. But what I felt like is I felt like they could have been more agile or more, you know, so, like I guess uh, concise with the script. They didn't have to write such a long takes for each other characters right. because it was just a waste of pages. I think it's just a money-making thing yeah. because yeah. it just didn't matter. You can look when you watch the bear, you'll see how quickly they establish all of these characters. Yeah, the, and they're not as the complex fact. as as you know the ones in Boardwalk Empire, yeah. but they still are strong characters. Yeah, I think Boardwalk rewards you after you've stuck with it, yeah. but you do have to stick but with it. But you have to stick with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it I mean it looks amazing. I mean, yeah. that was a show that 
didn't really get the acting accolades or or the the um you know best drama series mm. accolades too much but yeah, cinematography breaking bad yeah 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 um um the the cinematography and the production design on that show is in my opinion unmatched especially it's for that period in time yeah no it was you know, really that was like when 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 it was revealed that most of that show was CGI I yeah. was just like the mm-hmm. fuck are you saying to me now i could tell because i i guess because i've just been i'm in the industry yeah, yeah, i know yeah. where scene extensions are i know a lot of that so yeah. i could tell i'm just talking about like just the landscape of how they recreated 1920s yeah yeah you know in um, entirety yeah yeah you know the the the, the cgi that always surprises me is um in fincher movies uh-huh. because mm-hmm. that nigga's yeah. movie is laden with cgi but it's not noticeable right it's never noticeable that's what you call art <laughs> my yeah. boys like, I'm, gonna, um, I'm gonna throw another one at you mm-hmm. or you go ahead with you like um thought. you see you saw zodiac right sorry zodiac yeah. Uh, yes. 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 But that was a long time long ago. Time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like when when like Mark Ruffalo pulls up in a cop car on the mm-hmm. street, <laughs> you're just like, oh, he's in an old timey car and he's yeah. wearing an old coat, and you think you're like, oh, that's great, and it's behind the scenes, and yeah. you're like, no, this nigga is on a back lot. Yeah. yeah. But you swear this nigga you is just swear. in a regular suburb, <laughs> and it's just. This Perfect. Like, like he just he just could not get the exact San Francisco street he wanted in so he just instead of building it he just did a backlot. Art. That's yeah. And um, Mindhunter as well. Like Jesus on Netflix Christ, is Mind very Hunter. much has a lot. I of haven't watched Mindhunter. Very. The, you need to watch right, some fucking yeah, yeah, Mindhunter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the, the the CGI on that show is just like okay. Uh, nothing is real then. Okay. So 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 I'm gonna like the spoiler for you, but just thematically. The first season is about like, oh, we can create a system to catch criminals. We we can actually f- um, use like psychology to like lay down a base and Minority actually catch reports. criminals. Yes, we can do that. Here's the problem. Se- season two comes and they're like, oh, there is too much red tape bullshit in the police department for you to actually apply crime fighting tools. Yeah. So like the the actual process of, of, fight, of catching criminals does not work with the process actually in place. Wow. And that's kind of what the show okay, is about. Okay, right. So so season 1 is like, oh shit, they figured it all out. They're talking to yeah. all these crazy people and they got it worked out. Season 2 is just like they try to apply it and the police is like, nah bro, no, you bro. can't you fucking with our you, process. Yeah, you fucking with <laughs> our or lack of actual work. <laughs> and then season 3 is never coming out. Never coming out. You wow. had a thread, I forgot what it, it was. It was about no country or old men. I think we we're on cool. that for like a bit. Yeah. yeah. You had asked Deeks. about Deeks, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I was saying I love Deeks' work and I love his cinematography. Roger Deakins for the Roger end. Deakins, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like there's a lot to learn. He is one of the bastions of old cinema in some ways, I feel, um, because of his work sticks to the traditional side of things a lot. Um, very John Fordish. Like, yeah. He, like, he just... Plain and simple. Yeah, you know John Ford. He just made the mid- nigga made like a million westerns back in the day, and they're all just like beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, so like yeah, so I feel like there's a lot to learn, and 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 I love. I I feel like in a lot of ways nowadays when I'm watching over old films are reflected on them because I've been screenwriting a you lot. You brought us some films. Yeah? Films, yeah, man, some yeah. films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been screenwriting a bit. I I start to look now. <laughs> not just at the cinematography but the character and what the cinematography adds to their own development and right, their story right. so what does it mean why are we at a close here why are we why did the camera move this way or move that way no, why is the scene lit this why way why is the scene mm-hmm. lit this way so i'm no so no nowadays i don't watch films to be like if you spoil you can't really spoil a film for me mm-hmm. because when i watch the film i'm seeing how good the story is being told with all the elements versus and the tools yeah. versus how the story ends right. so i'm just like yeah if you can convince me and trick me so well that i's like yo 
even though I know it's coming, I didn't know it's coming. I'm that, like, that's, yeah. that, that's the that's the the way to tell if a story is good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, straight. Like, I can tell you the story, but like yeah. it doesn't matter. I've like, watched yeah. some shitty movies, yeah. and it's like it's like with um Succession. Succession has a huge fan base, and a lot mm. of it is is. Um, there's a, a lot of young people like Succession. Yeah, people talk. I haven't watched it as yet. They but could not tell you one fucking thing about what the characters are talking about, mm-hmm. what the, what the, the the big dramatic moments are in terms of the, the business shit. jargon, right? Mm-hmm. But because of the way it's filmed and because of the way it's, it's you know the actors are are you know being um, centered in these shots, mm-hmm. like you they you can go with it and understand what's going on despite not really being all that caught up on what a shareholders meeting mm-hmm. is supposed to matter in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, that's the power of the the camera. Like when the camera is able to capture the emotion. Yep. Um, like, w- like we said this on the on the Avatar We Are Water episode. A movie I rewatched last night, by the way, on <laughs> Disney Plus. You know what? That shit fucking smacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like um, when we were doing that, like James Cameron, like yeah. during his press tour for it, he was just talking like both here's what's going to happen in part three. Here's what's going to happen in part four. Here's what's gonna yeah. And, and, and like that is we said like that is such an anti superhero yeah. thing to be like a superheroes want to like we're not going to tell you a fucking piece of information because we don't want it to be spoiled or whatever mm-hmm. and like oh spoilers 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 but James Cameron's just talking out exactly what he's going to do and he's doing that as like a mega fuck you because yeah. like it does not matter if you know what the story is the experience the yeah. experience is, is, is what, what it is because he sells an experience yeah. I want to ask you um, tell me the difference between what a cinematographer does and what a director of photography does uh, the, the terms have been starting to kind of blur and I will, I'll be honest, like sometimes it evades me too. Okay. I feel like uh, in, because uh, you look at it and you're like, all right, what, what's the difference? I think it's just a level of involvement and maybe the size of a project. Okay. Um, a, a director of photography, I feel like might be on a larger project, a larger film project where you're having an overarching you know, role in the creation of the story itself from a visual perspective. So when you look at like films like her, you know, all the color choices, all the camera choices, all the lens choices, and sure You're you work with shots the director. Beforehand, yeah. yeah. I feel like a cinematographer is more maybe focused on a more narrow feel of you. And it's just only so slightly. Right. Yeah. So I, but the terms are essentially interchangeable. Mm. And I think it's just a matter of mechanics why it's different. Okay. Would you Online say, would you it might say like a director of photography works out shots of the director beforehand and mm. a cinematography is just on the ground on the day uh no okay i wouldn't even say that because you could say that in some respects per se but i've seen the term used interchangeably so mm-hmm. it's not a true for all true for one okay. but in but if we look at it as how i define it a director of photography working on a bigger project then yes a cinematographer would probably be more reactive instead of pre- proactive, proactive to the situation mm-hmm. okay. yeah um, I also wanted to f- ask you. Um, so we're about to go to the Jamaica Day at Gatfest, um, which uh, I was at the Canada one, mm-hmm. and um, they that was sh- when morning comes. Yeah, they, yeah thank you because it. I was just blanking on the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was a well done um, film. In, in and what I liked about it was it it's about a, a kid mm-hmm. that's migrating to Canada, and mm-hmm. it starts off with just focusing on the kid and mm-hmm. you stay with the kid for most of the movie like the camera's locked in on him and it really creates his connection with the kid because everything that's happening um his mom takes him to get a haircut uh, uh passport pictures taken and it's like you're just there with the, mm-hmm. the kid and it's his emotions and his reactions to things and it creates this emotional connection with him um and it it it, it looked 
it looked a notch better than some independent films that I see. Yeah. Um, Big up Jordan Oram, the DP. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Good for the name. Um, and Joshua J. Paul, who was our second interview guest, yeah. mm-hmm. he's going to be premiering his film, Key Love, Key Key Love. Love at yeah. the Gadfest thing. And his work also has that cinema-grade picture quality mm-hmm. that, that you know a lot of independent films don't Luck. have. So my question is, what is the secret for people that have vision in their head and maybe they've got to the point where they can and a song in their heart and a song in their heart heart. (laughs) and 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 they they have got to the point where they can they've written the script and it's a good script it's got all the scene directions that you need in a script and it's got you know everything that you need to transfer it on film Mm -hmm. how do you get it to look at a level where people are not going to look at it and say oh well this is clearly an independent film Mm mm-hmm how do you get that look? I think it's, it's, it's a master of the craft. And I mean, you don't have to be a master of the craft to be able to get that look. But you have to have a certain level of understanding. Yeah. That's the first thing I'd say. The second thing I'd say, it's ab- about process. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I've learned, especially when I did the short film um, Getaway, uh-huh. um, we, there a lot. it was a small project. The budget was fairly small. It was like maybe 70,000 US maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just so much involved in the process. And I was involved from a lot of it, a little bit after the writing, going straight, straight down to when we edited it. You, do, you don't realize how much, especially to the uninitiated, you don't realize how much you have to kind of cross your T's, dot your I's mm-hmm. every step of the way. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. all those decisions you make do have an impact. Like we mentioned earlier, and I said about her, the colors you use in a particular mm-hmm. space, the time yeah. of day you shoot. Because if you are with indie films, for example, and we can use a good, fast, cheap trade-off, to explain that scenario yes, yes. you know the good fast cheap trade-off you can only pick two and if you know that mm-hmm. as an indie film it's going to be cheap yeah and you want it to be good it's not gonna happen fast and a lot of times you try to move too fast so we don't give ourselves enough time to try to make use of the resources we do have to create the imagery that we want so mm-hmm. decisions such as all right testing our lighting testing our characters on screen, testing our blocking and framings, mm-hmm. deciding what colors, deciding what cameras, mm-hmm. yeah. deciding what lenses, and especially lenses. Lenses are like the paintbrush and mm-hmm. the paint colors right. for mm-hmm. your imagery. And choosing the right lens will have a lot of impact on telling the kind of story that you have. Right. So if I were to look, boil it down to more, a simpler thing on the end of like closer to actual production, lens choice and camera sensor choice is good knowing what scenario you're going to shoot in if you're shooting in the day or you're only shooting in the night. Yeah. You might not need to use a high dynamic range sensor because you're not going to have no bright light with no sun to shoot and that will mm-hmm. allow you to get the kind of colors. And that's very technical. Yeah. No, but it allows you to get the kind of colors that you need. So you really have to be a master of craft and understand what to choose. The easiest thing to do sometimes is just go on like even places like Shot Deck. Yeah. Look for all your favorite films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Create a deck them. They have the information there. They say which lenses they use. Ah, all okay. of that kind of stuff. Mm, interesting. And you can actually look and then you can start to compare and you say, oh, well, they use Kawa Prominars there or right. they use the uh, Apple Ultra Primes, this, that, whatever. Uh, Ultra Primes. Right, what is it? The, yeah. um, the, the, I don't know if this is the right one, but the mm. red? Is that the camera? camera? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that they use that. Uh, I remember the, the, like if you look at the first Guardians film and the second mm-hmm. Guardians film, <laughs> the second one is just like I every mean, color. It, every color. Gamora is green as yeah. fuck yeah. in that in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I, I, so, so, so Randy, if, if if I may um, simplify it, 
mm-hmm. kind of sounds like um, equipment preparation, practicality, and talent. Yes, that's ex- that's exactly it. Talent, equi- uh, maybe less even. Well, talent does have an impact on the way your characters present on screen. Yeah. But yeah, and spending time be- for be- production because design. Like whenever I think of like. Um, cheap movies that look stupendous and expensive mm-hmm. i think of like moonlight yeah like barry jenkins walked out there with like 20 dollars and a dream yeah and yeah. that motherfucker made one of the most was an artist he has a good eye and <laughs> yeah, they, they spent time to kind of figure but it. he spent years as a photographer yeah like he figured out the shit before he yeah did. so you just he, you can't yeah. rush the process it's art yeah um i think that that was a that was a question that i really wanted to be answered you answered it really really well you right. put people on some game as well no, um, no like problem, man. You, you you taught them how to seek it out and do the research mm-hmm. so yeah if you if you are listening to this and you are a young filmmaker cinematographer you just got some some free schooling yeah, yeah. Um, is, is it time for my final question i was going to say bam if you're ready for your questionnaire all right randy he's had time to prepare what's up, what's up? time for the hot seat let's go Woo! i got i got uh, two three-part questions for you. <laughs> two three-part questions. So right, cool. Six, ready. Six, one one big six-part question. Right, right, right. Okay. I'd like you to tell me right now, top of your head, think back to, let's say, 10-year-old, 11-year-old Randy. What are your three favorite movies? My three favorite movies? Uh, I don't remember when this one kid, came about. Kid or Randy, yeah. Uh, I would say... Punch Drunk Love. Uh, ten year, um, ten, ten year is old. Is that 10 years ago? No, no. I'm no, 10, ten year years old. old. 10 years old. Licker you as Licky Youth Randy. That was uh, 2001. I was born in yeah. 89, so 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 99. 99. 99. 99. Yeah. 99 98. Wow. Dude, I don't know. I my memory is my shit like that. Bro. Yeah, I can't remember stuff like that. All right. Um, as, a, as a kid, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah, what's the, what's the stuff that you watched as a youngster that, that you love? Not that it inspired you or whatever, but just like... It's just like, yeah, what, do you, what is your shit? If you I, were just if like... Ten, like 10-year-old ten Randy in prep school right now talking to shit. Man, 10 years friend. old, I was watching Dragon Ball Z, bro. Okay, cool. That's cool. what I was watching. I was rushing home. I was watching um freaking Ron Kenshin. Yeah. A lot. I was in my anime phase. Okay, okay, I was okay. just get, barely getting into music videos. My mom was watching movies like Who's The Last Mohican. Sorry? Who's your favorite artist right now? My favorite artist right now? No, no, as, as in as a kid, you're shown to watch music videos. Who's music it? videos? Oh, as a kid, it was... Watching Archer One of the Park or watching Rap City or Um, No, my TRL. first music video I watched was Put It On With Ja Rule and Mary J- Of course, of that course. That was the first, first of music. Course, and my sister course, was watching course, it. Of course, First one. Then the second thing I fell in love with, Linkin Park. Of course. Yep, and then after Hybrid that, theory, Coldplay theory. Yellow. That was, those were the, the songs that right. got me in my rap phase, yeah. my yeah. R&B phase, yeah. and my alternative. Those three. And they're yeah. I still love, yeah. except for Ja Rule. I still love all of them. Jazz Rule has ended? Yeah, <laughs> Jazz Rule has ended, man. But okay, yeah, that okay. was Fair what I was enough. on. I think, um, you know, I was, as a kid then, doing kid things, and we were moving around a lot. So okay. I don't think I had the time to kind of mm-hmm. soak into, yes, like, film, 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 right, film, right. film at that cool, time. Cool. It was really more just doing kid shit. Kid yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All I appreciate well, that answer, though, yeah. because yeah. it is, it is like, this is the art that you were all about at that age. Yeah, You're not in that film mindset yet. All right, great. Well, with that in mind, Randy, as a big man sitting in front of us right now, what are your top three films? Yeah, all right. So, you know, I hate top three lists because I, 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 I know, never, I, know, I, know, I never I know. have. Get your oh, no, I have a list. I get have a list. Okay. I have a list. <laughs> no, man, like no, man. I do have a list. On, on like your letterbox or something? Uh, on my, my, my notes thingy thingy okay. thing. But I'm trying to actually search it out. I had a list because I had a list of all my favorite movies that I was watching. Okay, well, can you can only pick um, three. Where is it? Movies. Okay. Was this it? Uh, no. It's funny because like I find it a painful question as well. Yeah, so I like that we torture our guests. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It is. It, it, it is a painful question, but like gone to my head, I have my three. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have my three. I I, I would say the ones that come out to me because it's. What changes. are the three that you're gonna put on a record that, on you, a record? that you're gonna mention? Mm-hmm. Right. Damn. We'll hold you right. to this. Uncut forever. gems because I love uncut gems. Okay. Um, and I love and Adam Sandler. You know, going back to when I watched Punch Drunk Love as yeah, first. Yeah. That's just one of my favorite actors on show. You love um, the Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say. Parasite as a film because okay. I love 2019 was a good year for you. Yeah, okay. yeah. I watched. Let Russia, me tell you that Russia. I read the script. Yeah, I watched the film. I'm telling these people are masters of the craft. Yeah, efficient writing. Um, and and the cinematography was amazing too. I love that. Yep. The third one that I would say. Well, I say it's so hard to choose. I'm going to choose this because I love it and also because it's Quentin Kill Bill. That was a movie that I watched when I was a child. And I'm not going to say it. Like, like I was glued to the screen. Yeah. yeah. Every time that thing came on, my mother can't stop me from yeah. watching that. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it I was have just a very difficult time deciding if I like one or volume one or volume two more. Damn, that's yeah, that's kind of tough. That's I would only say volume one because of the nostalgia it evokes watching it the first time. Yeah, that's it. But but dude, it was like like I remember watching volume one like oh shit this is so fucking cool and Mm -hmm. then being so hyped for like volume two with the absolute like bloodbath. Yeah, Yeah. and you got to volume two and you're like no it's way quieter but way deeper (laughs) than you thought. Yeah, Yeah. um, it is. I mean, it's clear it's a generational thing because we have people who are here from of a certain age. Mm -hmm. Um. But Quentin keeps coming Quentin up. Keeps he keeps, up. yeah. Um, Listen, ja- I, I hate Josh to say it. He's one of the voices of our generation. He is. He is. Yeah, yeah. He is. <laughs> Joshua J. Paul. He he picked uh, Pulp Fiction as one of his three. Yeah, so I I listened to that podcast. Too, we actually. should we should we should start collecting their answers. answers? Well, let's yes. go. Let's go listen back okay, and like okay. actually put it in a part of the spreadsheet. Yeah, we can get um, yeah. Ina Saratova's. She well. had. I think she had the ones that are just. She like, has some artsy fart. Like, think of her. She Who's pulled um, Ina Sotorova. Yeah, yeah. She's a Bulgarian filmmaker living and working in Jamaica. She has a movie. Coming out that she's just started uh, shooting Stinky on Mango, yeah. Stinky Mango. Yeah. Um, oh, she did Stinky Mango. She, she's working okay, on it now. Nice. So big up her because we saw that she has started production and we're very proud to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we appreciate that she came That's on. That's the here. movie man them bump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and um, I just want to say, Randy, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. This is really cool. Thank you for uh, uh, speaking to us about your craft, and uh, we appreciate your your works. Um, are you working on any projects with people currently, or you got uh, something cooking? I'm in the runnings for a few docu projects cool. as a DP. Um, that seems to be the wave right now. I've been right. getting a lot of documentary stuff, international, that want to mm-hmm. shoot locally. Um, I'm writing a lot, as I said. I okay. wrote a s- short film last year. Um, called Booty Call Bay. It was my first screenwriter. I haven't filmed it yet. I'm gonna film it this year. Love that the name. second one is called Flat Bridge. Um, and it's about probably what you think it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, that one I'm Rose in. Rosal Gretos. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you, because I was racking my brain for what so, landmark could I pull for. Yeah, so 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 that's that one is I'm very in love with that one. Yeah, and I want to shoot that one next year. But I'm actually gonna try to get some fun. How are you going to shoot? At Flatbridge, bro, because the, uh, there's gonna be some surrealism in it. Okay, yeah, and and if push comes to shove, then we'll you just pull a car over and jump on a roof. I'm gonna say like, no, you're just gonna halt Flatbridge. For, for no, shooting. yeah, no. Obviously, it's a short film. We ain't got the money to do that, yeah. so we're gonna just get no, creative. No, no, here's, here's, here's what you do: you take some dirt bike, you pull over by the little fruit fender them. Yeah, yeah. it just happened in the river. No one happened in the river. Don't know. Ain't nobody gonna stop do, you. Do you um? When's the last time you drove on Flatbridge? That's a while. That's a while. If I never have to drive on. Flatbridge for the rest of my life, dog. 
Because yeah, every okay time it. I drive past it, I'm just like, this is going to be it. This is the yeah. last travel ag- across mm-hmm. that bridge. You know, I'm past it. When I was younger, I was like that. But no, man, I was like, man, y'all I'm, I'm way more annoyed at the traffic than, that's, <laughs> than yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. That, yeah. That's I true. never had a sense of like, oh, this is going to... I'm just like, traffic is terrible. But in terms yeah. of like the the like infrastructure in Jamaica is mm-hmm. not always the, the, the best. best, right? Yeah. Like you will see a road get fixed up and then two days later it gone again. Yeah. I think it's just uh, fascinating that Flatbridge has stood the test of time. Um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for coming on. We really yeah, big appreciate it. Yeah, big up the slaves that made that. <laughs> yeah, big up. Christ, I'm trying to end the show. Wow. And you're bringing up slavery. I'm trying to end slavery, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate your answers and your time. Uh, we enjoyed talking to you about everything that you've talked to us about. And uh, we hope that you enjoy listening to Movie Manda. But yeah, thank you very much. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Randy Rande. That's R-A-N-D-Y R-A-N-D-E-H. And pretty much virtually anywhere online you search that you'll find me cool cool yeah. um and uh, not to be confused with aziz ansari's and randy character no <laughs> you sh- don't with with eight a's, eight a's. <laughs> um and you can find me at damon michael movies wherever there is social media except for like i don't know periscope is that still a thing like, is that a thing no no no, no, no. but was, anyway, yeah i'm on i'm on the the, the internet the, has been collapsing as of late so yeah it has <laughs> twitter's not working currently i don't know um and you can find the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found apple podcast google podcast uh stitcher is about to go down right which is, maybe it's gone down already by this time yes yeah, i sent that message last week yeah uh spotify and uh apple podcast uh, bam where can they find you can find me at uh, flat bammy at um you know good company that does nothing wrong twitter <laughs> and um instabam was taken on instagram yeah uh, Owned by Meta, which Owned doesn't Meta, influence yeah. people's elections no, at all. No, at so, all. No. Yeah. Two uh, wholesome websites that never did anything wrong. Owned by good people. Um, yeah, the world sucks. Yep, 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 future yep. overlords. <laughs> current future? Ones. Current. <laughs> They're just in hiding. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 You guys have those sound effects now? No, we do natural sound effects on this show, sir. No, that was good, man. I could have talked for like another one this time. Like, that was well, great. Glad to hear that. Let's talk yeah, about Independence Day right cool, now. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs>